What's up, jerks? Hey everyone, it's the Herald and Modcast, and this is a now playing review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It is uh, the sequel to the very popular original. Very good, we should say. Super good. Maybe coolest Marvel movie yeah, today, that's the kinda, first one. No yeah. pressure for the second one. We will let you know if they lived up to the expectations they set for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, when last we saw the gang, they were becoming Guarding famous. The galaxy. Yeah. And uh, now uh, they are on some planet. They've been hired to save them or save their batteries from a some, galactic beast some gross vagina beast with a bunch of rows of teeth and all pink and fleshy i feel like in like a post they could have light darkened up that monster's skin a little it was very pastel it was, it was super f- fleshy yeah like why is the color of that monster so pink and fleshy it's kind of gross darken it a little but Maybe. they did their kind of shtick in the beginning with the music where they had Baby Groot. Dancing, because Baby Groot can't fight, and so they plug in the music, and the music's playing while they're fighting the monster. And they're like, Groot, what are you doing? Yeah. You can't just be doing the moonwalk and the freaking <laughs> Charleston while we're trying to kill this giant vagina with teeth, for gosh dang sake. And, and it was so cute. Oh, my God. Well, it's literally, you see the point of view of Groot, and they're in the background. As they're fighting. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's, you know, this foot tall and they're sort of shooting like what are you doing like and they're fighting and then uh, blah, blah, and then and, you know drax is still really funny yeah and brutes and Groot's so cute yeah they kind of played up look how cute he is a little too much a for lot me. yeah pretty much the whole movie was like look how cute this little thing is well so they're working for these gold people who are superior being gold people i thought they were crab people no 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 they look like crab people they're crabby, but Crab they're gold people. people. They're like literally dipped in gold and they're created in pods like superior beings and they let you know it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we should also say the opening scene was Kurt Russell digitally freaking made to look, you know, 25 or 30 or something. And he's with Star-Lord's mom and it's yeah. some little like going to the Dairy Queen then making sweet love with, but underneath a pod or some fucking thing. Yeah, and he plants something. Yeah, we don't he, know what that is all about, but he he seems like he's this great guy just planting love in the universe mm-hmm. and and that he loves the mom. And he it's a really good yeah. digital and, you know, rendering yeah, of, of young Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. You'd, if you saw it quickly, you'd be like, oh my God, that's a movie from 30 years ago. Yeah, how did they shoot this? Did they go back in time? Yeah. They made a time machine just to shoot that scene? Maybe. And so, yeah, so then they're now they're fighting. They kill the monster to save the batteries for the gold people. And then in exchange, they get Gamora's sister, Nebula, the blue chick that's like in the shadow of Gamora. But Rocky steals the batteries they were protecting, like a little well, shit some that of he them, is. It's like a small amount of batteries. Yeah. Like, I was like, was it even worth it? I mean, for them, because then they are, get under attack by the gold people. Who basically are on their ass the whole film. Like, they're yeah. continuing to come after them. That's that always starts, on their back. Right. They're always sort of after them, like a step behind. Yeah. But the, the focus of the film is really Star-Lord's father, played by Kurt Russell, who we meet very quickly. Well, just at, during the chase, they're being chased by the gold people and their pods. And the, basically all the warships for the gold people are just like these simulators. 
So they're sitting in it, you know, on their planet, controlling them remotely. And then they add in all these freaking like Galaga sounds, which is a super like hipster nod thing. Because mm. everyone likes like they're playing video games. Oh, right. You know? Well, they look like they're playing. Yeah, they're yeah. just it's all virtual. So they're leaning over looking like yeah, they're playing. It's like you're playing an arcade game. Like it time was crisis. Kind of cool visually, but you yeah, know. it's cool, man. Super cool, dude. And then our friend Rooker, a.k.a. Yondu, is back. Yeah, he's back, but he doesn't get introduced to a little later. What happens is they're like about to fucking find a wormhole or whatever, a jump yeah. place, and they're about to get destroyed. And there's a ship out of nowhere that it blows up all of the gold people's remaining ships or something. Yep. And they survive and they jump to a planet where they just post up because their ship's fucked up and Rocket's going to fix the ship. Right. And it kind of looks like Jedi when they land on the they Endor? where the Ewoks are. Yeah. Endor, yeah. It, yeah, it, it kind of looked like that. That's what it made me think of. Plus, they had those three little creatures on a tree that were like these little, almost look like a Lucas creatures. Oh, really? Little fuzzy. You didn't see those little fuzzy like little birds. It was weird. Maybe like it was little a little stuffed Jedi animal. nod or something. Yeah, it looked like a Jedi nod. But so they have to fix the ship, and then as they're fixing the ship, doesn't that's that's when Kurt Russell's ship just lands out of nowhere, and he's like, "I'm your dad." Yeah, Luke, I'm your father. I'm your dad, bitch. Yeah, that that was like really kind of happy, you know, no ceremony there. Yeah, sort of like, and like you're the one that saved us from all the people. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, you live a million years, you can get to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then Star was like, wow, cool, my dad. And Gamora's like, I don't think you should trust him. He's not a very good guy. I don't have a good feeling about this. And he's got a friend. He's got this little mantis. Her name is Mantis. And she's got little mantis things little coming antennas, out of her head. Yeah, little fleshy antenna things. And she's kind of like his slave servant. servant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a little suspicious that something's up. And he has a servant. But, Just one per servant, too. Yeah, one servant. And meanwhile, in a universe, a galaxy somewhere else, uh, Yondu is just basically coming out of a weird whorehouse yeah, that was like kind a, of a weird scene well, it was like a ravager bar and brothel where they go after they sell you know the celebrate or whatever and spend all their hard-earned it's pillaging kind of disturbing though you see that he was with this like alien robot and then she just shuts down while he's zipping his pants really? up at the window that. yeah it was That's kind weird. of like ew what oh are yeah because he's like in all blue and he has his like shirt off or something yeah 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 that's right and so it's like the ravager playhouse thing and then you start to hear those grumblings from the other Ravagers. Like, why is Yondu always protecting Star-Lord? Blah, blah. It sounds like a mutiny is afoot. And then you hear the familiar sounds of someone we know. And it happens to be Sly Stallone. Yeah, who's a Ravager from a different clan. A different group of the Ravager group. But he's and, almost like a head dude or yeah, something. He's like the head of one of the groups and he's basically tells Yondu that like you'll never be back in the fold. You'll always be a second class ravager because you fucking took kids and you had sex with them. No <laughs> I don't think he did that. But he it's did possible. take kids. We find out later he took a lot more than just uh Star Lord. Yeah. Well. Yeah, we sure do find that out. But I don't know. I mean, that scene with Stallone was kind of funny because I just like I almost wanted to laugh when I heard his voice. Yeah, it was a little funny. It was it kind of makes you wonder, was it like his management or agent? Like, you, you got to get you in a superhero movie. Yeah. Sly, you're a legend. And, or if it, like they reached out to Sly Stallone, like we have this part that would be perfect for you in a 
I mean, he did Judge Dredd, which was a comic book movie. That's which like 25 cool. years ago. I never really saw the whole thing. I've only seen parts. It's super 90s. Yeah. But it was a comic book, you know, so he's done that. Uh, I don't know. It was cool. Then the gold people come, basically. It's just to set up the gold people coming. Right. And they basically hire Yondu to find Star-Lord and the group. Yeah. And bring them back and bring back the batteries that Rocket Raccoon sold. And they land on the planet where they think they are because somehow they keep everyone knows how to find everyone in this universe. Yeah, I forget. Um, or there's like some sort of tracking tracker. There's always a tracking yeah, device. There's always a tracking device so they can go right where they need to. And he has a lot of men. That's a, That was another thing. It almost made me feel like, is this the saviors? Because he had like endless men. He had like twice the men of the first movie too, which yeah. is kind of funny. Um, but I mean, I guess it comes into play once things unfold a bit more. But we should say before that Ravagers actually get to that planet where their ship crashed and Star-Lord and whatever, they leave with Kurt Russell. So the only people that are left on the planet are Rocket and Groot, right? And and Nebula. And Nebula. So the three of them. Because they crashed on the planet. Yeah. And she essentially convinces baby Groot to let her free free while Rocket's out, like, you know with his little toys getting all those uh, uh, get all of Yandu's men and like and and that was a cool scene he that was does a great scene he has yeah. all these booby traps it was really entertaining and it shows it really showcases like the actual skill set of the character rocket raccoon because mm-hmm. he's a sort of a like weapons expert and right. really nimble and tough you know so that was sort of his moment to show like this is what rocket raccoon does with his skill set and his powers or whatever you yeah know? which is a very entertaining he's super stealthy Yep. super slick and sly like a raccoon yeah and he really like traps him up and has fun and plays with them and toys with them and stuff that was a that was one of the more entertaining se- sequences it I was think, for me absolutely because some of the stuff sort of missed for me there was a bunch of really sort of like dumb uh sort of callback jokes remember that whole thing with like the fruit and how it's not ripe yeah, that and they was kept adding jive. that in. Yeah, and then she finally takes it by. She's like, not ripe. And you're like, ah, gross. You actually like brought that joke back from the beginning of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Because it wasn't dumb. funny the first time. No, she was you, hungry. She's on the plane. She's like, because they capture her. Yeah. I need food. Give it to me. And she's trying to reach for this fruit. And they're like, it's not right. Two people tell her it's Drax not right. Drax tells yeah. her too. And she's like, it's not right. And then Gamora says that. And then like she finally gets the fruit and bites it. Like at the end of the film, she's like, spits it up. Ugh, not ripe. Yeah. Like, what? Who wrote that? I know. <laughs> that could have been left out. Well, there's a lot of kind of silly jokes like that that they go, they do that. There's that whole hipster banter thing where they go on about an argument too long during too long a fight and too cutesy <laughs> yeah. yeah and like you're fighting and it's supposed to be super tense but then the dialogue is super casual yeah and that they do that a lot in those superhero movies just to show like oh, they they're love not that phased the like so what do you do and what are we gonna get for lunch bang bang shoot shoot <laughs> fucking fly around kill monsters i don't know i was thinking like shawarma bang bang nah uh, we should get falafel i'm going vegetarian what what are you some sort of fag blah 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 and they're just like <laughs> shooting everybody i hate that shit well and this was they're arguing and it's like silly arguments between them setting you know it, it's it's the best, as you've said, uh, well, was, Drax has all the good lines. Yeah. David Batista is the funniest one of the group. He's awesome, and he has all the best lines. Like he's fucking hilarious, and he really does that. Uh, like I takes everything literal character, right? Well, because like we talked about, like that character can get really old really quick. 
if it's not yeah. funny, but with his delivery. And he was really funny in the first movie. Yeah, he know? was. And he does. He has all the best lines for sure. You know, even like Star-Lord has some good lines. He had some funny lines. Yeah. And Kurt Russell had some sort of funny lines. Yeah. But then there was some, like, there was one scene where he says, I'm going to go take a whiz. That was so, that was not funny. Oh, yeah. When uh, Kurt Russell says that. Well, and the timing was weird on it. It was, I could tell where they were trying. Yeah, it was supposed to be cute, but it just sort of missed for me. Yeah, well, it was sort of like, what? Okay. You know, hearing Kurt Russell say, I have to go take a whiz is weird, too. Yeah, I know. Kurt Russell doesn't say that. Well, and we find out, I mean, no spoilers, I, I don't want to... Yeah, spoilers. S- no spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. I mean... It's Kurt- the only way we can know. Kurt Russell's the bad guy, <laughs> and it's really disappointing, because you go in thinking that that's just, like, one piece of a larger story yeah. in the movie, because that's how they intro it, and all the previews, and in all the promotions, and right. couch fucking shit, and late night. You know, we all know that hey, that's his dad going in, so you assume that, with that knowledge, you already know that that's going in that the story is a bigger story but right. actually like once they get to the planet you f- you know you find out that uh kurt russell is a planet which they don't get well that, it's in the comics ego is a planet okay and he's like a living planet and you know and uh he's basically been looking for star lord because he wants somebody to sort of help take over the galaxy with him or run it in a very innocent way you know like yeah, it's yeah. cool we'll be father and son right. and we can each have our you know we'll be a god star lord you're half god right. essentially you're a celestial you're half celestial you know and that you know and so it's this giant planet and he's the only one living there and then his servant yeah so that's suspicious yeah that's suspicious right there <laughs> Well, and Gamora and Nebula fight, but then they make up, and now she's like on the team, I guess. Yeah, she's just on the team. I Is think that, that true in the comics? I guess so. Okay. I mean, I think there's there's like the core guardians are the ones from the first movie, but I think in the actually just in the comic book canon, there's like many. I think there's ends up being many different guardians. Well, of the they're going to need them to fight Thanos, and she's definitely they're both committed to fighting Thanos. Yeah, that's her daughter. Her, you know, that's her dad. You know. Well, and we find out what he did to Nebula, which is pretty awful. Yeah, and that's what drove the wedge. And she's like, I just wanted a sister, and you always had to beat me in the battles, and now I have fake body parts, and Daddy would torture me in a sexual nature. And he would rip. <laughs> no, he ripped out her eye. <laughs> and her he ripped arm, out her, eye, yeah. and her brain. That's why she's mostly cyber- cybernetic or whatever right and so while this is happening rocket and yondu there's a mutiny and so rocket and groot and yondu are basically captured by the mutinous ravagers yeah which were his their, buddies yeah they were all their buddies but they like you know they're like why do you always defend the guardians and why do you want to save the guardians because he's basically like we're not going to take any of them back to the gold people we're going to you know take them and save them and then go and do something with them to make more money or some fucking thing. Yeah, they, they want to take the batteries, make the money. Like, ba- yeah. We basically find out that he doesn't ever want to kill Peter Quill because he kind of thinks like of him as his figure. son. Yeah. Yeah. And he, they did good work with the Guardians in the first movie. Why would you then now turn on them right away? It's because right. someone made one offer for you. Which makes sense, but so there's another guy who basically takes over, and his name's Taserface, and that's supposed to be really, really funny. Yeah, that's when, like a running joke, too. Yeah, which is, I don't not know. Not funny. It a, no, not funny. <laughs> it's like nice. You know, but also, kinda, they're aided by Nebula. This is before she kind of teams up and becomes on their side. Yeah. She's still sort of, she's aiding the mutiny. Yeah, she helps. She shoots Yondu in the back of the head and shoots Rocket and ends the basic, like, the fight that they're about to get into. 
Um, and so then now they're on the Ravager ship and, you know, they have to escape. Uh, what's Rooker and what's his, and Rocket have to figure a way to get out and take everybody out. And, well, you know, while Peter Quill's on the ego planet and with the, his dad. When they finally do that sequence where Yondu's little thing, arrow thing, he's got. Yeah, his, like mind control arrow thing. That's one of the cooler sequences in the film, too. Yeah, because it's him and Rocket and they escape. And there's this whole scene with Groot again that was like too cute and went on a little too long yep. where he doesn't, he doesn't understand English like fully or he's just kind of dumb. Yeah. And they're trying to get him to sneak out and get the key to the cage or the whatever, the fin for Yondu's head. And they keeps not doing it right, right. you know? Bringing a disc and instead of the fin. bringing a pair of underwear <laughs> yeah. and bringing like a guy's dick or yeah. something. <laughs> a severed man, male He did bring genitalia. a severed something. Severed it was a toe. finger yeah, or toe. Yeah, it was like a severed toe. Uh, and then he finally... What does he do? He brings the fin, or no? The dude helps him because there's that uh, that guy who's like, I didn't want a mutiny. Right. I, I like you, Morion, dude. So they help him. They get out. And yeah, that scene was cool. And we got to see a lot of that at Comic Con. Yeah, we did. Because everyone came out. That was actually cooler than the movie. Yeah. Watching like Kurt Russell and everybody come out and all the guys in full costumes. I know. Worker was in full blue makeup. Yeah, he was. With the fin and everything and that taser face guy and all the ravagers and Steve yeah. Agee who's the the comic, he's a comic who I worked with a lot at the improv and he's one of the ravagers. He's oh, like really? sort of like the bigger guy with like the goggle glasses. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah he's him. a comic and he was at Comic-Con too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um and so they yeah, they sort of take out all all of the mutinous ravagers. You know, with this Yondo's super cool mind control arrow and yeah. rockets. And visually, that's a very cool scene. And yeah, of course, like they play music. I mean, of Not course, music they're yet. doing that whole what it, it mixtape thing. Quite have the same punch. Well, this movie didn't have the same charm, and it's mm. a sequel. Sequels are tough, and like you know, just overall, there's some really funny moments for sure. Then there's some really sappy moments that didn't yeah. that weren't in the first movie that. Which kind of why I appreciate the first movie more. It was just like, you know, it was a little bit of that, but it was still lighthearted enough right. to be a fun action movie and sort of uh, further the the, the universe, the ex- like the multiverse. Well, they don't connect it to ultimately Infinity War. Or yeah, I don't know what they do. I mean, long least, story short, they all have to team up and destroy Kurt Russell planet. Kurt yeah. Russell. So like that's sort of that's the conflict of the movie yeah and then it doesn't well and there was there were four little endings after the film but apparently they were put in after the fact because they didn't actually have one of those famous marvel endings no initially i guess with the test screens the initial cut of the movie had no post-credit and sequences and like people were booing and stuff (laughs) you know and they're probably like oh let's not do that this time it's like sorry bitch yeah. You're on the Marvel team. You yeah. don't get. You have to do all that corny bullshit. Yeah, and there was a Stan it. Lee cameo with all those guys. I, hate, I don't like those cameos. They're so cheesy. And then there's another one at the end. There's two Stan Lee cameos. Yeah. And the one cameo was just them when they were going through all the galaxies, all the jumping. Yeah. It was just one of them was Stanley as an astronaut talking to those like Thanos advisor guys or right. whatever they are. Is that who they were? Yeah, those oh, three okay. guys. Telling something, something stories like that. to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dave Batista is really funny, man. He's hilarious. Well, I mean, it was entertaining. I was entertained watching it. I think I was more entertained than you were. Yeah, I was sort of bored by like the last 
20 minutes sort of thing where they were all sort of like, I miss you, Yondu, and I, I miss you, little stinker. And they're like <laughs> holding Baby Groot like a baby, like cradling that him. That was over the top. It was a little corny. Yeah. It was a little sappy, too. Sappy and corny. It was yeah. like corn syrup sap in my mouth. Get it out. Get yeah. it out. Don't want it there. We should also say that we watched it at AMC. Fucking shout out AMC, you doinks. <laughs> they started the movie and it was a 3D cut. Yeah. And none of us had glasses, so it was all blurry, fuzzy. Right. And a bunch of people got up and they had to stop the movie and then start it with like the regular cut of the film. And then like not even halfway through all the power goes out in the whole theater <laughs> right it's, in a critical moment yeah right when they were about to like reveal something or some fucking thing no they were fighting the gold people were fighting them and it was right <laughs> when they were after them yeah, and about to escape or yeah. like something something was about to happen it was all leading up to that and it just, just shuts off no yeah. light and then like the fucking backup jenny comes on or some shit like that and then but then we, when i went outside to go see what the fuck was up the escalators weren't working so everything was out the power was out and then other people in another theater were like i want my money back yeah and literally had the guy to come in like hey guys we're just gonna like get it back up and running it should be like five minutes and i was like give vouchers give vouchers <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed and he at laughed, you and i was like no seriously yeah. i didn't laugh at me he laughed no, like he nervously laughed at, yeah he was sort of like oh no yeah we're, we're gonna do that like after though like after because right. like that's happened to us before and that's what they it do. has and so it's like that's why i knew i'm like you better not fuck around with those free movie passes <laughs> they did make good on they it they made good this had a guy standing outside of the theater with the thing and they thing. were cool about it yeah, so well, they it redeemed kinda, themselves it kind of uh, like went through the crowd people were like yeah it was funny because i was just like get vouchers yeah that was funny and then people were like yeah yeah seriously and like yeah seriously because by the time we got out there it was midnight because it was like stopping, starting. Right. It was like added a half an hour onto the experience, and it wrecks the experience to an extent. Yeah. I mean, we all they they got it back together, and yeah, they made was good on it, it. Sure, but, but it yeah. does impact the experience. It slows the momentum. It's a movie no one's seen yet. You yeah. know, it's like what the fuck. It was before it opened. Yeah, it was the opening night, sort of like the pre-night kind of thing. Yeah, and so, yeah. So you get your free movie pass and keep it moving. You know, keep it pushing. Uh, so uh, yeah, you know. So I was sort of fucking like bored and irritated, a little irritated, a little clammy pants, sort of like sweaty. <laughs> I feel like they cut the air off in there to save money or something. Yeah. And you're in those pleather oh, seats, God. and you get the like clammy butt cheeks. Yeah, it was you're like that. Like, uh, I'm wearing denim. I want to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like okay, Yondu, and like they made up, and everybody hugs. It was almost like the end of Return of the King. It's like there was fireworks, and everyone like they like, did have that. But, you know, there were so many. I mean, I guess it's almost impossible for a film like this to not rip off Star Wars or other stuff. Because there's so many, you know, things that you could say. You know, I mean, they do that when they're going away from the goal people. It's like they're making essentially a light to jump speed, a a jump to light speed. (laughs) Jump to light speed? Yeah, but that's not what they call it. They do call it a jump, though. Yeah, it's like a jump, a galaxy jump, and they have to find the opening, and it's like 20 clicks away. And and they go through a minefield, literally. An asteroid field. An asteroid field, just like an empire. And they're like, like only the greatest pilot in the world could drive through that and then there's like this wedge between star lord and rocket for some reason it doesn't really you don't really like yeah need there's it. no reason for that yeah just so they can make up later or something uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it was entertaining i mean as always we kind of grade on a, a scale of fan likability plus critical right like ability is probably very high most people probably like it more i feel like we're kind of dumping on it 
um, but not excessively. I mean, I sort of left like, yeah, that was the sequel to Guardians. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, apparently they've already signed on to do a third one, which is cool. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, this one... It was fun, you know. It was fun. There was a funny part where it's like Kurt Russell and, and Chris Pratt. They he makes that energy ball, and then they like play yeah, catch th- with well, the that energy was ball. Ridiculous, yeah, but funny at yeah, the same it was time. So silly, like father and son. I catch. know it's so stupid, but it was like kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dave Bautista is. You should really get a nomination for probably an Oscar. <laughs> 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 for being so fucking funny man that yeah, guy's the he's shit pretty awesome that guy's cool man that guy's cool in his own right yeah like as the wrestling background and get into acting and to be able to do something like james bond something dark yeah and then to be able to do something fun and actually be able to deliver on the character's personality like that yeah. as drax like it's pretty fucking funny uh, i geek yeah he's the only one that sort of had me geeking out yeah. like the, like that guy's cool man uh, I agree. The, I mean, the cast, you know, is whatever. It's like uh, Zoe Saldana is fine. She's fine. She's fine. I kind of liked her more in the first film, to be honest. I didn't really like her character that much. I don't particularly like the woman who plays Nebula. I don't think she's that great an actress. Well, she's not. She's yeah, kind of, just sort of she's like, a little yeah. weaker than the well, others. It's hard to see what you, when you're like blue and purple and black eyes. Like, there's not a lot of emotion there. You can't really see anything that's going like on. She overacts a lot. Yeah. Maybe she thinks she has to overact because like you can literally see nothing in that person in that character's face yeah it's like a purple face with black eyes right and a metal hands <laughs> and you're supposed to like be able to show emotion yeah, yeah. they're like boo well and and rooker rooker's, rooker's awesome. awesome yeah i mean rooker yondu was probably the most entertaining and it's funny because in the comic-con panel they talked about how rooker was always hounding james gunn for more lines more lines more screen time him. and he definitely got it in this and it was definitely deserving because he was probably one of the most entertaining characters yeah and he had some really good moments too you know so mm-hmm. it was cool that he was in it more and rooker's badass you know yeah I mean, and Chris Pratt is likable. He's super likable. He's so likable, though. Like, almost too likable that when you want to see him actually do anything outside of make, like, sarcastic remarks, you're kind of like, eh. Well, and as you pointed out, when you put him up against Kurt Russell in the dramatic sequences... You killed my mother! Yeah. Yeah, that shit. It's sort of like, ugh. It's mm. not as strong. He's not as strong as Kurt Russell. Well, I, I don't know. I just We've never had to see Kurt, Chris Pratt do acting outside of like being like the funny charming handsome guy yeah that's I mean, true not really well he does kind of more in passengers and oh yeah pass- i haven't seen really passengers Jurassic world too to not at extent. all that movie's well, horrible well we hated that it's movie like, that was a stupid you know it was like a nothing performance yeah it was just sort of like the leading man performance there's nothing there it remains to be seen if he's got the dramatic chops but he's definitely likable and entertaining he definitely has the like movie star chops you know but those two things don't go hand in hand look at ryan reynolds yeah <laughs> you know uh, you know a curse pratt to me is a little more dynamic than ryan reynolds yes but well, more likable too more likable because ryan, ryan reynolds, reynolds is kind of a douche yeah he he's seems sort like of a, kind of a smug douche but it's weird though because nowadays if you want to be a leading man and even a leading man badass you still have to be kind of like cutesy self-deprecating yeah. like i killed a guy but like whoops oops did i shoot you in the head <laughs> hoo, 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 there i'll put a smiley face in, on your little face with a sharpie ha 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 i don't know there's something about that like it's just not as cool as 
our forefathers of action films and like movie stars or Harrison Ford or fucking even like the stuff Denzel did, even the stuff, you know, like Arnold and yeah, yeah, the, you know, it's just not the same. Well, and as we we talked about this too, we we really didn't like that Kurt Russell was the bad guy. No, I didn't really like that at all. Kurt Russell's not a bad guy. I yeah. mean, granted, I mean he's played. I don't know if he's played up straight up. I mean, Snake Plissken's sort of an anti-hero. But he's still the hero. Yeah, he's still the hero. I didn't really like that Kurt Russell was like straight up antagonist. Like the heel of this movie is Kurt Russell. Yeah, I didn't uh, like it I feel it like either. they could have casted someone a bit more sinister. I guess they didn't want to do that. I mean, it was really like, apparently just Chris Pratt campaigning like, I want him to be my dad. Well, oh, and I get that. And, well, I mean, he's awesome as always. Yeah, he's he delivers. Awesome. He's yeah, one of he the delivers. best actors that are you know like still alive. You know, but I didn't like what they did with him in this film. No, and I didn't. I was really hoping that that wasn't the long and short of it because it's sort of like a one location. Yeah, of. like the last the last one really felt, and the bad guy from the first movie was really cool. That dude. Yeah, that was like Nebula's brother or whatever, you know, and he was really was trying to take again? over the fucking world. I guess they did this thing. I don't know. They did this thing where they have Kurt Russell's character had like planted all those things in all the different galaxies and all these different planets. Yeah. So they tried to raise the stakes because once Kurt Russell like gets going with his energy channeling, it, it like takes over all these different planets across many different galaxies yeah, it's remember? like this slime bubbling up and destroying blue energy slime blob so they try to up the stakes where it's not just destroying the planet to save themselves it's like to save all the planets on all the galaxies yeah. but i didn't really feel that because no. i was trying i'm trying to say you know it didn't feel like it had the same sort of like scope when they're actually saying but then oh yeah they actually had to save they were saving all these planets but you still didn't really feel that no too much. you didn't because the bloke it really only takes place in a couple this one locations, planet yeah. yeah this sort of ego and then like there's no other i really wanted there to be another bad guy like yeah. a second bad guy or well there a, sort of was with the gold woman yeah, they make her. They, she, you know, they but, should have make her the bad guy. But, yeah, but she starts off as like the freaking ding dong good guy, and you never really are threatened by her. You always think like, oh yeah, they're just gonna beat those gold people because they're kind of like pompous fools, you right. know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the first one's better. Sequels are hard to make. Uh, there were some really funny moments in this. I think most people will enjoy it. What but, would you give it as I don't a rating? Know, like seven point eight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Like 7.8 cuz it is enjoyable. It's worth seeing in a theater for sure. Yeah. Uh there's I think more people will enjoy it more than we've sort of summed it up as. Yeah, I think people will enjoy it more to the 8.2% that yeah, Rotten 8. Tomatoes 5. gave it. Yeah, I couldn't give it an 8 or over. I I couldn't. Not no, with the I don't think I can either. Even how. though I I was entertained, but you but but I have to agree. I there's too many. Yeah, like a seven point eight. There's too many things that just didn't click for right. me, and it sort of just all felt sort of like sort of kind of rushed. Like quick, we got it now. We got to s- destroy this planet. It's his dad, but no time to explain. He right. actually has a bunch of children, and you never could do it or something. Well, it's a lot of gags. It was like about pushing. It was. It almost felt like instead of. The a story being driven. It's very standalone because it doesn't seem to connect with the rest of the where all the other Marvel movies are going towards Infinity War, and right. it, it stands alone. And it, it felt like it was just sort of to place these gags and music 
You and know? the music gag that was sort of really, really charming in the first movie is just sort of like, yeah, that thing again. Yeah. You know, and they really tried to do clever stuff with it. It wasn't for lack of trying with the mixtape two thing. No. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it was fun. Maybe I'll go see it again. I don't know. Probably not. You, I think people will be entertained by it. You can't go wrong with going to see this at the theaters. It's definitely no, entertaining. Won't. And there's, you know, it's a, you know, it's just the beginning of the summer blockbusters of the year. So, you know, if you yeah. want to see a big summer blockbuster in a theater, go see it. And there, there are some funny lines. You'll get through it. I found myself kind of bored by the end of it. The last 20 minutes were yeah. a little schmaltzy. Like, where's all this schmaltz? That was what made this movie fun, was that the five of them and their friends, because they did that whole friendship theme in the first movie, yeah. where it's like, we have to work together, and we actually do carry out each other more than just, we're doing this job to split the f- money together, you right. know? So they, I thought they kind of tackled that, and then they really, like, doubled down on that shit this time. Yeah. And it was not quite as charming or fun. It was kind of schmaltzy, and kind of like, ding-dong, like, okay, we get it. You guys really care about each other. Well, and they're dr- Dragging out the whole love story between Gamora and him, because you assume from the last movie they're just going to be together in this one, but they're they're not. not. They're still kind of like dancing around it. Yeah, and there's literally like a dancing metaphor. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally, there's like this dancing metaphor. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I guess I I didn't think it would go in this direction. I mean, the one thing that it seems like it's going to tie into the other Marvel stuff is that Quill, because he's half of ego planet god yeah he may be the one and he was able to hold the infinity stone right. in the first one he may be the have a lot of power in stopping thanos yeah he's half celestial which is half god but what's his name said he's like if you destroy me you'll lose that half of your yeah. being well, but i don't think i think that they'll be able to write out right around that yeah. where it's like actually no because you know you had that secret thing shoved up your ass there's like a secret <laughs> little treasure up there that kurt russell put in there and now you have your powers back stupid yeah well thank god for that thank god thank god for butt play <laughs> on that note thank god uh, hashtag thank god for butt play that is our review of galaxy galaxy guardians, guardians of the galaxy volume two take two you can go to our website the com for more reviews and we'll be back with our summer previews of blockbusters and you know we can't wait for wonder woman which is a month away less than a month away on june yeah 2nd. there's lots coming up alien fucking marvel stingus wonder woman again yep really cool okay see ya thanks jerks see ya there's a port on a western bay and it serves a hundred ships a day lonely sailors Pass the time away and talk about